is up still. Guardian. Happy Monday, December 27, 2021, and episode number 191 of the study session. I am your grateful and appreciative host here, Jeremy Ritz. So thankful that you're joining me here on this post-Christmas Monday. And yeah, Steelers Nation, it's a little difficult today. Falling that shellacking at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs. But you know what? We're going to be all right. We're going to talk you through it. And there wasn't a lot of good yesterday. There's no doubt. If you remember my prediction, I said I didn't see any possible way that the Steelers were going to beat the Chiefs. I think it was just a bad matchup across the board. And on top of that, just the way this team has played so ugly during the season, if they played that type of football, pretty much what I expected to transpire, transpired. And now the Steelers are at seven. Seven and one. They are on life support, and more than likely, they will not make the postseason. Now, stranger things have happened. We've been saying all year that they're they're on that cusp of being an average team. They haven't played well, but I guess they at least have a pulse. That's something positive. Now, who knows how that will play out with games left against the Browns and the Ravens. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study, for listening to my work, listening to the sessions, the podcast, reading the articles. It truly does mean the world to me. I would love to connect with you. Please drop me a line. One of three ways you can comment directly on the website, on the articles at the bottom of the page. You can hit me up via Twitter at Still Study. Leave me some feedback there or drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. Also, be sure to check out the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. Our podcast is called The Still City Insider Podcast. We record every Tuesday morning at the dark hour of 5 a.m., post between 6 and 6.30 a.m., so please be sure to check that out. I'm sure Jim is going to be riled up after that performance Yesterday, but it is what it is. So again, let's jump into it. 36-10 loss to the Chiefs. And really, (laughs) in terms of criticism to go around, there's plenty of that. But I'll also try to acknowledge some of the bright spots, the very few that there were. But really... The issues that have plagued this team all season were once again very apparent in this game. And it's got to start with the offensive line. No time for Roethlisberger to throw the football. The flea flicker, which was just seemed to be clunky and awkward and not fitting into some type of game plan or scheme. Ben had to get rid of it as soon as he got it from Najee, and that was an interception. Poor throw by Ben, but poor play call by Matt Canada, which I'll talk a bit more about as the show goes on. Kendrick Green, that play late in the game, where Ben took the snap, looked like they were trying some type of wide receiver, handoff, jet sweep, whatever kind of Matt Canada nonsense you want to call it. And Ben was immediately hit 
Kendrick Green did a lookout block. But thankfully, Green recovered and went and made the tackle, prevented a touchdown. But Green was abysmal. And he has not played very well since probably the middle of the season. Not that he played well prior to that, but he was serviceable. But you have to wonder if his confidence is shot at this point. Is he going to be able to recover from really just a bad season? But he didn't play well. Really, the offensive line across the board did not play well. Following that play, Trey Turner and Kendrick Green were sat down. We don't know if that was because of poor performance. Tomlin said that it was because of injuries after the game in his press conference. Sure, that was done to save face. But there were no holes for Najee Harris in the running game. Harris did pick up some yardage later in the game when the contest was well at hand, sealed up. Ran for 93 yards. He is super close to hitting 1,000 yards for the season. And barring an injury or something catastrophic in the running game against the Browns next week, he should nail that 1,000-yard mark. And I will say this about Najee Harris. Game in, game out. The guy gives a 1,000% effort. He hustles no matter where the game is headed. If it appears to be a loss, he doesn't give up. The hurdle that he had in later in that game, perfect example of that. And just the physicality with how he finished off some of his runs when the game was well at hand. Again, this is a guy who I believe year two is going to be so much better than he was this year. And he has played well as a rookie behind a very, very poor offensive line. So kudos to him. Matt Canada, I'm not one of those guys to react emotionally and say, fire this person, fire that person. But I was hopeful for what Matt Canada could bring to this offense this year. And I thought Randy Feetner was part of the issue last year, and I'm sure that he was. But Feetner's offense is light years better than what we've seen from Matt Canada. Matt Canada has some twisted version of a bells and whistles college offense that just doesn't work. And some of the calls make absolutely zero sense. Perfect example, fourth and one. And the play that is selected is an outside toss to Najee Harris that gets blown up for a loss of two or three yards. It was just inane. I couldn't believe the call. Poor call. And just consistently throughout the the flea flicker that I mentioned earlier, the one thing that I was hopeful with Canada was that he would have a game plan, some type of scheme in which the plays set up for the next play, that there was a system, that there was some type of cohesion, that they weren't just plays being called in a vacuum. We're not seeing that. And again, I know that this is a poor offensive line, but you can do some things as an offensive coordinator to scheme up and manufacture yardage. I will say this, and I've seen enough this season that I feel confident in this conclusion. Matt Canada will not be back for year two 
as the offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh. If Ben does, in fact, retire and move on, you're going to need to start fresh, and he's got to go. And this might be a decision that comes from Mr. Rooney. They need to get somebody proven. The Steelers historically have been a running team. Maybe they go after a coordinator with an old-school mindset of pounding the football because that should be your identity because of Najee Harris. Whether or not that will happen, who knows. But I would think that when your owner lays down the edict of improving their running game in the offseason and says that has to happen and it doesn't, there has to be accountability And Rooney probably will force Tomlin's hand here in terms of coordinators. Defensively, what can you say? This unit is so beat up. And when you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, there's not much you can do. This is a thin Steelers defense at this point, outside of their playmakers and Minka Fitzpatrick, Cameron Hayward, who were spectacular yesterday. Again, I have a newfound respect for Minka Fitzpatrick this year. He is physical. He is a willing tackler. He is always around the ball. And I have a ton of respect for his game, even more so after this season. Cameron Hayward hustling down the field 20, 25 yards at a broken run and just showing the hustle and the want to and the desire to make a play. And after the game says that he can't just talk about it, he has to model it. If only his teammates could do the same thing. Joe Hayden was exposed a bit yesterday as a result of his lost speed, but still hustled T.J. Watt with those cracked ribs. What can you expect there? But it was a defense that got exploited. Whatever the Chiefs wanted to do, they did it, and there was no answer. From the Steelers. And I would not be surprised to see a change in defensive coordinator. And I know there's been a lot of talk that it's not actually Keith Butler who's calling the defense, that it's actually Mike Tomlin. (laughs) Again, it may be time for the owner to make a decision and give a directive to Tomlin to say, you're not calling the defense anymore. Your job is to be the head coach. And we see another defensive coordinator come in here and try to rekindle or reestablish a still curtain defense or at least an average defense. So poor across the board on all levels, offense, defense. I did think Chase Claypool had a few nice catches yesterday, but he's not being utilized properly. If there was more time to pass protect to give Ben to throw down the field, Maybe he would have more opportunities in the passing game, but there's just no time. Missing Freyermuth yesterday hurt. Again, I don't think that would have made any difference in the outcome of the ball game. But you see how much he is an essential piece to this offense. Deontay Johnson played maybe his poorest game of the season. He fumbled a reception in which he wasn't even touched, the ball hit off his leg. And then a few plays after that, he had the yips 
had a drop, ball hit him right in your hands. Just wasn't good. But there's a nucleus of players on this team that you can build around next season. Najee Harris being one of them. Even though Deontay didn't play well yesterday, you could build around him. You could build around Claypool, Freyermuth. He's a piece that you could build around. But the offensive line, I don't know if these guys are anything more than depth players. And there's the opportunity for growth and for developing and expanding. And sure, they should be better theoretically in year two than they were in year one. But there might need to be wholesale changes on this offensive line. They're going to need to be active in free agency. They're going to have to prioritize in the draft. They're, they're going to have to do that. That offensive line needs to be priority number one. And it doesn't seem, as much as I'd like it to happen, it doesn't seem that Roethlisberger is going to return. His family was there with him in Kansas City. That could be telling that he's trying to savor and enjoy every final moment of the season. On the defensive side of the ball, you have players that you could build around in TJ Watt, Cameron Hayward, even though he's going to be a year older, Minka Fitzpatrick. Terrell Edmonds is going to need to be resigned. He's steady. He's not otherworldly, but he's steady, and the Steelers need some steadiness and consistency from this year to next year. Alex Highsmith should be better in his third year. You hope that you can get something from Tyson Alulu that he gets healthy. You hope that Stephon too can come back and that he can get healthy. But your inside linebacker position, you may have to completely rebuild that. Both Devin Bush and Joe Schobert. And you could sit here and say, you know, rely on the development of Buddy Johnson. But we've seen what happens when you rely on the development of players that you just don't know about. You get the product that you got this year. You're going to need to find some corners. Cameron Sutton's average. Joe Hayden's not going to be resigned. Do you give another shot to Kella Witherspoon? So there's going to be needs at cornerback here on this team, inside linebacker, defensive line. And on offense, offensive line, offensive line, offensive line. And oh yeah, depending on what happens with quarterback, you may need a quarterback. One thing's to be for certain. It's going to be an entertaining offseason. You're going to see a lot of changes. But before we can even get to that point, the Steelers have two games remaining. We know they're not a Super Bowl contender. The best thing they can accomplish here in these final two games is to win, to send Ben out a winner, to maybe get in as a wild card and have Ben go out with one final postseason game. Can it happen? Yes. Is it likely to happen? Probably not. Is there a chance they lose both contests? Yep. Is there a chance they win their next two contests? Yes. We don't know how it's going to play out, but I think the verdict is in on this season. This is a slightly below average football team. They've given us some exciting games this year, no doubt. But they are who they are. It's all there on the tape. If they get a couple lucky bounces, they can get a win. And maybe get to 500. 
but you could pretty much close the book on any type of deep postseason run or even really any postseason chances after that showing in Kansas City. But you know what? There still are Steelers, and we still love them. And this is part of the process. We knew it was coming. Well, here it is. And studying, 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 studying. That is it. That is the conclusion, the end of episode 191 of the study session. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. Give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Or comment on the comment page. There's a comment section at the bottom of every article. Just drop me a line there. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Don't forget to check out the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. It is The Still City Insider podcast. We will be recording tomorrow morning. That'll be linked in the show notes. You don't want to miss that. Check that out. Keep your head up, Black and Gold Nation. We'll get through it. It can get dark, but you know what? It also will get light again. Have a great Monday, a great New Year's week. I'll see you back here tomorrow on the study session.